Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Busy day as we break it down on a Tuesday. Rogers still has a Hail Mary left in him. The most important bird has an injured wing. Stephen A. is a hot take that might make a lot of sense. And the hashtag crew is back and better than ever. It's a Tuesday. Here we go. Here we go. Only one place to start. Ah, the one place to start is with football conversation as we bear down on Christmas. Mike Tannenbaum and Dan Graziano. Good enough to hang out after we wrap up, get up this morning uh, with a spirited two hours in which we began by talking about Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay Packers, and their chances of making a little late playoff run here. And I don't want to get too excited about beating Chicago and uh, the bad Rams uh, because that does not a championship team make. But I do think there is significance, Dan, with all the conversation that we've had about the Packers and their future. There is significance to them finishing strong. That feels important to me. I think so. I mean, because if you're trying to sell Aaron Rodgers on, you can come back and have a good team next year. The performance of the rookie receivers, the performance of the younger guys on defense, their defense has been a major problem all year, uh, and and it starts to look better. And yes, against lesser competition, but that's who they got, right? So if they slow down Miami this week, then then maybe you have something. So yes, I agree with you. I think... If you're trying to sell Aaron Rodgers on, hey, come back and try this again, this was just a one-year blip, then finishing strong is, is helpful. Here's the thing. As I have sat back, and I've said this many times on this show, Mike T., I'm not sure if I've said this to you or not, but the Bears have a chance, I think, to go from 0 to 60 really quickly, surrounding a really talented young quarterback with a lot of draft picks and a lot of money to spend. They could be next year's Jets. They could go from 3-14 and 14 you know, to being in playoff contention really quickly. The Lions, I think, are the hottest team in the sport and look like their future is like a rocket ship to the moon. The Vikings, for however impressed with them, most people seem not to be. You know, they're going to win like 13 games this year. So one of the things that I'd be taking into consideration in Green Bay, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, is like, this is a division that I have dominated for 20 years and it doesn't feel that way right now. Are they good enough coming back next year with him to win that division? If they can fix the offensive line, and that's a big if. You know, David Bakhtiari just hasn't been the same. He just can't stay in the lineup. And if I'm Aaron Rodgers, look, he can look down at what's going on with Tom Brady. When Tom Brady had a good line in Tampa Bay, they were world champs. Tom Brady looks average at best right now. So if I'm Aaron Rodgers, who's obviously a better athlete than Tom Brady, it all begins with what we do up front because certainly Watson and Dobbs, like they're coming – they got two really good backs. The defense, as Dan alluded to, is young and it's ascending. But I need to know what the plan is on the offensive line if I'm Aaron Rodgers. And then wither Jordan Love. Yeah. So, so let's live in a world here where Aaron Rodgers is coming back to play another season in Green Bay. Jordan Love is now, as a first-round pick, he's in that place. And we're all kind of familiar with the way these contracts are structured now. He's finished three years. Means the team will have a decision to make on a fifth-year option 
I think there's been some rumbling that I've seen that maybe he would like out of there and, and a chance to play somewhere if Aaron Rodgers is back. What do you think? If, if Rodgers comes back, what happens to the former first-round pick? I think they have to look into the idea of seeing what they can get for him because you're right. He starts to get – I mean, next year won't be expensive, but the year after will if they pick up the options. So um, I, I think they would have to entertain it. But I also do think – I mean, from talking to people at the Packers over the course of the last you know year or two on this topic – they, they believe he has value. I don't think they would just give him away as a favor. Uh, I think they, they believe he has value and he, and he has a future. So because Rodgers is year to year, they feel like they've had to hedge and they don't feel like anybody's come with anything worth considering. Yeah, just to add to that, like if you injected him into Will Levis and certainly C.J. Stroud, like he's right there and he's gotten better. Like we see young quarterbacks get better. Mike White's gotten better. Jalen Hurts has gotten massively better. So if I'm running a team and I got Jordan Love with three years of getting coached and developed, I'm taking a hard look at that as for maybe a third-round pick over some of these guys coming out this year. Meaning you're considering trading for him and, mm-hmm. and, and trying to see if that's your quarterback. It, it's, a, it's a really interesting scenario. And, and so the Packers, that's where it began this morning with Green Bay getting a win last night. Again, they need to win out, which will include a game at Miami this weekend in which they are about a touchdown underdog. And then they have the Lions and Vikings at home. I, I think in the reverse order, actually. I think it's Vikings, then Lions. But either way, the point of it is, Mike T, one would think, well, at Miami, that's going to be the end of their season. But you were the GM of the Dolphins, and you were telling us this morning, December games in Miami are not so friendly. Yeah, that's exactly right. And the crowd's going to travel as well. I'm sure there's a lot of people from Wisconsin that says, hey, let's go spend Christmas in yeah. South Florida. We're going to go to the game. It was very frustrating because the visiting team always traveled well in late November, December. So playing at Miami in September is massively different than playing this time of year. Again, they're still going on the road. Dan made a point during the uh, show about it's a short week. I'm not minimizing that, but they're going to be energized by the weather when they get off the plane. Can I ask an unrelated, well, a tangentially related question to you, Dan Graziano? This is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Save on commercial auto insurance from Progressive. Get a fast quote at ProgressiveCommercial.com. And I ask you because you had Miami Buffalo Saturday night. And we spent so much of last week talking about, oh, Tua, he's from Hawaii, and then he played at Alabama, and he has no chance they're going to get worked. And... Look, I know they lost the game. No, they were good. There are no moral victories in pro sports, but I, I thought they acquitted themselves very well. What do we say about these Dolphins with three weeks left in the season? That's the thing. We talk about do they have a home field advantage in December, and I certainly am not minimizing what you say. I just think they're a much better team than the Packers are. I, I, that, that's why I don't like the Packers to go down there uh, and win this week. And Miami's lost three in a row. It's starting to get – I mean, they're probably getting in the playoffs, but they could use a win. And here comes a team with a losing record at home. If you're the Dolphins and you want to be taken seriously as a playoff contender, you win this game. And I think they're capable of doing it, and I think they'll be motivated to do it. I think it'll be nice for them to be back home for the first time in a month. Uh, and, and I think they, they did. I agree with you. I thought they showed a lot. On Saturday night in a loss at Buffalo, there certainly is no – when they go to New England in a couple of weeks, we're not going to be sitting here wondering if Tua can handle it. But Tua actually is in that same draft class with Jordan Love, the one that we were just talking about a minute ago. He's, he's another one of the guys who've played three years. Uh, Joe Burrow was in that draft class. There were no questions about his future. Justin Herbert was in that draft class. For as little winning as they've generally done in L.A., I think almost everyone's opinion is he's a star. How about Tua? Is, is he? What, what are we doing with him right now if you're running the show in Miami? I'm probably exercising the option just because of the cost and sort of like what the alternative is. I think the Giants made a mistake and they're going to pay for it with Daniel Jones, who's not great, but the alternative, obviously, the great unknown. So 
you know, Tua is a guy that he has played very well in spurts. At one point, a real MVP candidacy, but for different reasons, a little bit like this Aaron Rodgers discussion. Like, he needs a really good offensive line, and when guys got hurt, Austin Jackson, Taron Armstead, he wasn't the same player. So I'm probably moving ahead with the option, Greeny. It's not ideal. I wouldn't pay him like the way Burrow, Herbert, and Hurts are going to get paid. There is sort of like that other market below there in that Kirk Cousins range. I have no idea if he would take that. But Miami traded their first-round pick for Bradley Chubb. They didn't. They lost their other first-round pick. So once they made that Chubb trade, to me, what that said is they yeah. were all in on Tua. Dan Graziano is in studio with us as he has joined the uh, law firm offices of Greenberg and Tannenbaum as we sit here breaking down all of the action around the NFL. The top story today was not the game last night, actually. It, of course, is the story that you were working on a lot of the day yesterday, Dan, and that is Jalen Hurts uh, and the shoulder and everything else. So for those – by now everyone has heard he's got, a, he's got a sprained shoulder. And what is a reason – what are you expecting as far as the last three games of this season as far as Jalen Hurts is concerned? I don't expect him to play this week. I think it's likely a couple of weeks, uh, and the hope would be that maybe he could come back in week 18, get, get some action in before the playoffs. Because first, it looks like they will have the bye. Something, a number of terrible things would have to happen for them uh, to not get the bye. So uh, that puts their first playoff game, I think, about five weeks from now, and, and they'd like him to be ready and healthy for that. So I think it's going to be week to week. I would not expect it to be this week. Yeah, they, they, to, to be clear for anyone who doesn't, uh, isn't following this, they just need to win one of their remaining games. Right, or have the Vikings and Cowboys lose. Yeah. In theory, they could lose all three of their remaining games and still wind up the one seed. And that's the point. So today is, is December 20th. The divisional round of the playoffs would be the next time that he played in the scenario that he doesn't play at all. Th- that, that begins on Saturday, January 21st. Yeah, so so. We're, we're, that's a long way uh-huh. off, right? I mean, yeah. we're talking about a long way off. Mike T, that would not make me feel good if I'm the Eagles. Well, it kind of cuts both ways. Like, you want to keep him sharp, but if he has an uh, injury, and I was at the game, that surface was really hard. He is really, really tough because he played the whole fourth quarter on this injury, and obviously adrenaline goes a long way. But I would probably err on the side of resting him, making sure he's 100%. Now, that goes against the notion of staying sharp. But when you've earned the bye, I'd rather give him – and we're talking about a month here. I mean, it's almost like the length of training camp to get healthy, which is what you need him to do. You need him to play great in three games. Yeah, and those games would begin, again, on either Saturday, January 21st or Sunday, January 22nd. You can be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Uh, ESPN Nation's presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Dan Graziano, the New York Jets have a very quick turnaround. They do. uh, As they come off a heartbreaking defeat on Sunday to the Lions. It was their third straight defeat, and now they turn around and play their Thursday game this week at home against Jacksonville. What are we hearing about the health of the guy who I think is still the presumptive starter, and that is Mike White? Yeah, limited participation in practice yesterday, according to their injury report. So that's at least a little bit encouraging. But I think it's more likely that Zach Wilson gets another start based on everything I'm hearing about Mike White and the injury. I think if they're both healthy, White starts. But I don't think because of the short week that that's the expectation. And then, so Mike T, look, you, you understand how the buildings work. You've, you've been inside these buildings. You've saunaed with the coaches. I don't get to do any of those things. And, and, and in, in this particular case, you obviously were the GM of the Jets, but basically besides the owner, no one is still there. So, so that's not what I mean by this. But just 
What what do you think is going on inside the building there right now? What's happening yeah. relative to these quarterbacks? Yeah, it's, look, I still have friends there. You know, look, it's been a minute since they've had success. Like, we know that. And there was massive expectations going to this year that, hey, we should be one of the seven best teams. Like, we had a great offseason, great draft. We believe in our coach. And if they don't make it this year, not every season's the same. There, there will be massive disappointment for the whole fan base, but – really for people in that building. And then it'll bring up a lot of questions about the quarterback and things like that. And I think the problem with the quarterback, and you talked about it on the show, was you know the intangibles of him in as much as his ability. See, here's the thing. I see it a little differently from that, which is to say when this season began, I think the Jets are a year ahead, at least of what I expected. Yes, they had a great offseason, but most of that was wrapped up in all of these draft picks. Yeah. You don't expect a team that is basically dominated by rookies to be a playoff team. So if before the season began, you had told me they're going to be 7-7 seven and seven and playing meaningful games in December, I would have said that's unbelievable. But by being ahead of that schedule, by their players being so good, I think it diminished the, 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 their ability to just develop the quarterback at all costs. Like, the most important thing they could have been doing this year was developing Zach Wilson. But they couldn't live with that, Dan, because they were too good, I think, to go through the lowing, growing pain. Right, which is which is really kind of underlines the point about how important it is to get quarterback right, right? right? I mean, because, like, you know, Jacksonville put a lot of players around Trevor Lawrence, and he's playing great. Right. The, the Bengals put a whole bunch of players around Joe Burrow right away and he got him to the Super Bowl in year two. It can be done. But Zach Wilson has not progressed to that point. And now you not only have a point where you're like, well, maybe we can't get it done this year. You're now asking all the, the, the worst kinds of questions about did we draft the wrong guy? How much would that set us back? Do we have to look at other options this offseason because the rest of the roster is so good? So. It just gets to the heart of, and Mike T, I'm sure you can, you've gone through this. Like, if you have the quarterback, everything else seems easier. If you don't, everything else seems harder. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. But I think the big X factor in what we're talking about is I think they're disappointed with Zach Wilson's lack of leadership. And you don't want to boil it down to one sentence, but what he said after that Patriot loss has really rattled what their plan was. Because I think you guys are right, which is if they fell short this year, but everything was going this, including the quarterback, There'd be a lot of optimism going to next year, but instead of optimism, there's more questions than answers. Very quickly, uh, in the crystal ball, who's the starting quarterback for the Jets week one next year? Oh, it's Spike White. I, I don't next think, year? Yeah, I, he's he's a better football player than Zach Wilson. I don't think there's any question when you put their body... And they don't go outside? I don't know who you're going to get. That's Jimmy gonna, Garoppolo. Garoppolo. That's the answer. Yeah, I, I have no I, information. I have no information. I just, just you just think that. Yeah, yeah. That, that's one of the possibilities. All right, we'll see. I have to let you guys go do your thing. Uh, Danny, uh, Mike T, thank you both very you much. It. Much appreciated, as always. I've got a lot to say about Jalen Hurts. I have a lot to say about Tom Brady. I have a lot to say about the Jets and a whole lot more. Football dominates the conversation as we roll on on this Tuesday. I'm Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched 
with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. And the assembled members of the Hashtag Crew are back around us here um, as we have not only hashtag Hembo and hashtag Nuno, but hashtag Bubba ah. has returned. And Bubba, you were, I must say, you were summarily mocked yesterday. Tell everyone what it was that you were doing yesterday rather than being here um, doing your usual brilliant job on this radio show. Yeah, I just uh, took a quick trip down to Myrtle Beach to check out the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Uh, you know, a nice ESPN bowl game, so just checking out the game. Yeah, you went down there to see which team playing it again? Uh, UConn played Marshall. I see. And you were a, a, a big, passionate fan of uh, which which of those teams again? You know, I like to support the state of UConn. And, uh, the su- state of UConn? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, you know, I like to support them and, uh, you know. I, I just like to, you know, it's... Uh, were you working the game, covering the game, filming the game? Broadcasting I wouldn't say I was doing any of those things, but, uh, you know, again, I like to support the state, and uh, I wouldn't say I'm a passionate fan, not really a fan of their basketball program. I think I've heard you say you hate them before. (laughs) Am I I mistaken when I I say I've heard you say you hate UConn? Basketball, Uh yes. But uh, football, uh, I kind of grew up a a BC fan, um, but... You know, How'd you grow up a BC fan? Was that Doug Flutie? Was that a Doug Flutie thing? Your your fandom oh. is the strangest thing. You grew up in the middle of Connecticut rooting for the Dallas Cowboys, the Duke Blue Devils, the New York Mets, and now I find out the BC Golden Eagles in college football. Is that right? Just the Eagles, but um They're just they're not the Golden Eagles? No. Do uh, I have that wrong? Were they never the Golden Eagles? Am I just making that? Up? Like, I think Marquette might be the Where am I getting golden from? They're Marquette just the Eagles. Is, yeah. I, think Mar- I think Marquette is the Golden Eagles. Okay, well, one way or another. My, da- my dad difference. went to BC, so okay, that's why. So that makes uh, perfect so, sense. But yeah, okay. but you know, then they left for the ACC. It's just not the same. They're also terrible. So I go to a lot of UConn games with my friends. Ugh. So I, you know, I go to the UConn games. You have a great time. Tailgate, throw some back, have a great time. And uh, yeah, we said, hey, let's let's head down to Myrtle Beach, go to the game, and uh, next thing you know, we're in Myrtle Beach. 
Throwing some back in Myrtle Beach. Just bopping, just bopping on down to Myrtle oh, Beach for a day to take in a quick bowl game. Unsatisfactory explanation. I, I mean, I don't back. know what else you want me to say here. You know, it was Myrtle Beach, whatever, UConn bowl game, went down with a few friends, friends and his dad. And oh, we, you uh, said all those words already. They don't, they're that's not making the, uh, any more sense I mean, as we go the, along. The, uh, quick take from answer. Nuno on yeah, the day that, uh, that uh, Baba had yesterday. Nuno? I mean, he was living the jet set in life, going down to Myrtle Beach. You know, uh, we haven't even talked about how he got there. So, I don't know how'd you get want, to Myrtle Beach? I don't know if he wants to talk about I don't know. that. Is, is that a drive? Man, we know it took a quick flight. You know, quick uh, flight. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you've ever uh, flown private before, but um, ah. it's pretty Sounds wonderful. Delightful. Yeah, you should try it. I don't know if you've ever been, you know, done it before, Sounds but very good. You should Bubba, get, spring in for a private yeah. jet. Yeah, more is private. I was right down to see the Marshall Bucon Bowl. Yeah, well, you know, Granger pays pretty well, so it <laughs> you know, works out. Well played. All right, let's move on. We got the whole hashtag crew united on this Tuesday, and I have an all Jalen Hurts edition of Greenies Takes. Greenies Takes. Because right, we, we, we decided that there are four questions that stem from the Jalen Hurts injury. And I'm going to answer all four of them, and we'll get Hembo's thoughts on them as well, because Hembo is a passionate Eagles fan. So when, when I first started hearing the news on Jalen Hurts yesterday, and, and just to get a sense of how these things work, we started getting word of it before it started getting reported. And the initial reports I was hearing, the initial rumors that were circulating, was that it was much worse, was that this was something that might cost him the entire playoffs. Now it appears that it is not. Um, he's going to miss this Saturday. That seems almost certain, but he might play again in the regular season, and no one is of the opinion that he's going to miss the playoffs. So it's not as bad as it sounded. But one way or another, I texted Hembo, and I just wrote, uh-oh. And Hembo wrote back, Eagles? <laughs> and I wrote, Hurts. And he wrote back, it's okay, we have Gardner Minshew. That's right. And the one thing I'll say about Gardner Minshew, could this be Nick Foles all over again? Once upon a time, with three games left in a regular season, the Philadelphia Eagles had a quarterback who was the leading candidate for MVP of the NFL. He got hurt. He never came back. And Nick Foles led a very talented team to a Super Bowl championship. Could the same thing happen? Will there be a Gardner Minshew statue right next to the Nick Foles statue outside the stadium in Philadelphia? What do you think? There is no job better than the Eagles' backup quarterback on an absolutely loaded roster. And make no mistake about it, that's what this is. This version of the Eagles, the 2022 Eagles, are better than the 2017 Eagles that won the championship with a backup quarterback. So, let's go through the answers to the four big questions my takes. Does this affect the Eagles getting the number one seed? Absolutely, positively not. They only need to win one of their final three games. Even if they somehow got swept in their final three games, there are still other ways that they wind up winning and becoming the one seed. The one seed is critical in the playoffs now, more than it has ever been before, and they will still get that. Does this affect their chances of winning the Super Bowl? My answer to that question is absolutely, positively, yes. Now, do I think, (coughs) pardon me, that this diminishes their being the favorite? Here's what I'll say. If we don't see him again until January 21st, which feels like that's when their first playoff game would be, 
That's an awful long break. Yes, it's important to get the shoulder back healthy. Yes, this is a guy who runs with the ball a lot and gets beat up a little bit. He will be healthy and the legs will be fresh and all of that. But it is not natural for a football player to take five weeks off at any point during a season and then come back and just pick up right where he left off. I think that... For the Eagles to be my favorite to win the championship, I believe that we need to see him again before the playoffs. Do you agree or disagree? The Eagles uh, will and should be the favorite to win the championship, even if we don't see him before that divisional round game. I don't, I don't think we can have it both ways. I don't think we can say, oh yeah, Brock Purdy can you know, bring the 49ers along and pass for a starting quarterback and be a legit Super Bowl contender and not say that the Eagles with a maybe 90% Jalen Hurts aren't. I mean, I just don't see that adding up. This team is so freaking good. How about with Gardner Minshew? Again, this is not the expectation. No one thinks it's going to happen. But if Minshew was your quarterback, are you still going to the Super Bowl? I think they would still be the favorite to do it, but you're not feeling nearly as good, obviously. The next question is how does this affect his candidacy for MVP? And an interesting thought was brought up. It might have been you who said it to me this morning. If they look awful without him... Could this actually help his candidacy for MVP? He's done enough to make them the one seed. Let's say they fall off a cliff without him, but they still wind up the one seed. That will have been all his doing. Does it actually enhance his candidacy for MVP? It's an interesting way of looking at it. It is. I think the only way he can still win it is if the Eagles tank and if Mahomes and Burrow and Allen struggle at least to some degree down the stretch here. But keep in mind, in 2017, Carson Wentz, he wound up finishing third in the MVP voting. Brady won by a landslide. My expectation is that one of the other healthy quarterbacks will do the same. Who's going to win the MVP this year, Nuno? It's going to be Burrow after he uh, leads the team to nine straight wins and beats the uh, Bills next week. I, I kind of think that, too. I, 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 Right now, if I had to bet on it, Burrow is a very attractive candidate. And then the final question that comes up from this is how, if at all, does this affect Jalen Hurts getting a new contract? It's, it's worth pointing out that Jalen Hurts becomes extension eligible right after the regular season. In theory, they could do a contract extension with him before they even play a playoff game. I have no reason to believe that's going to happen. But does how they look without him have any impact on his contract extension situation? A reminder, he did not. He was not a first-round pick, so there's no fifth-year option to be picked up. This is a Dak Prescott situation. This is the end of year three. They either do a new deal with him now, or you are staring at the possibility of free agency, franchise tag, and all of that. My answer is it does not affect it at all. Jalen Hurts is going to get a monster extension from the Eagles this offseason. Is he willing to give them any semblance of a hometown discount in order to keep some of this great talent around him? That's up to him. But he's going to get paid like one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL, regardless of what happens these last three weeks. That's right. And there is also precedent here from the Eagles in a very similar circumstance. So Carson Wentz in 2017 got hurt. The Eagles won the, won the Super Bowl. The very next year, Carson Wentz played fairly badly. Nick Foles led the Eagles on a playoff run. That was the 2018 season. After that season... The Eagles made Carson Wentz the highest paid player in NFL history. I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles didn't re-sign Jalen Hurts this offseason, but next year for sure he'll get a monster contract. All right, and so those are my takes, sort of an all-Jalen Hurts edition as this late injury here is a huge factor. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. When you look at the big teams in the NFC – 
and we have to include Minnesota in this. It's just not. I mean, I understand that none of us think they're that good, but the reality is, what are they? Eleven and three. I mean, you can't you can't pretend they're not. They haven't been one of the teams in the NFC. Two of them have faced significant adversity. The 49ers have lost not one but two starting quarterbacks. The Cowboys lost their starting quarterback for five weeks. The Eagles, and to some degree the Vikings, had really had very smooth sailing. Now they've hit their rocky patch. They've had this bad injury. It might wind up being totally irrelevant. If he comes back and plays the last week of the season and they wrap up the one seed and all the rest of that, then, then their adversity really will not have been all that adverse. But Hembo, tell our friend Mr. Bubba, Mr. Cowboys fan Bubba, why you said to me this morning, what all this does is increase the pressure on Dak Prescott. Oh, Bubba, here's why. So right now, if, this, if the uh, playoff started today, this would be the NFC quarterback field. All right, there's an injured Jalen Hurts, a Kirk Cousins, who is 20th right now in QBR, Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, a 45-year-old Tom Brady, Daniel Jones, and Taylor Heineke. So my question for you, Bubba, in relation to Dak Prescott is, if not now, when? If not now, when for Dak Prescott? Well, now sounds pretty good. So let's, <laughs> let's go in now. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. That seems to, uh, I think the pressure is on for sure. And I think, yeah, I mean, the, with the loss, I don't think really the Jaguars thing, anything really changes because it, it doesn't change my, my thought of how they're going to be because I felt like going into this game, I thought they could possibly lose. And that's the thing with them. They could either win any game or lose any game. So I saw Jerry Jones today said Dak played outstanding against Jacksonville. I, I don't know about that, but mm-hmm. he did uh, say that. Yeah, he uh, also said the defense he was up against is not chop liver. Yeah, that's true. And I will just tell you that Jerry Jones using the phrase yeah. "not chop liver" makes me happier than anything could possibly. Are you telling me <laughs> is that the cut I have on my screen? Yes, it is. All right, I'll this is it. Jerry Jones today. One hundred five three. The fam. I've just read it. I haven't actually heard it. I want to hear Jerry Jones. Use the phrase, he's not chopped liver. Outstanding. We can win with him playing like that to be trite. I thought he played outstanding. And uh, as we see, he wasn't playing against chopped liver out there. And so uh, I thought he did really well. I thought he made good decisions. Overall, if he'll play like that, we can win most games. Okay, I have to go on a little bit of a digression. Do we think Jerry Jones has ever eaten chopped liver? I mean, what percentage of the audience? Hambo, have you ever eaten chopped liver? No. Do you even know what chopped liver is? An expression. It actually isn't an expression. It is actually a dish. It is actually a food. Have you eaten it? If many times. Willingly. Yes, very much willingly. What's the most recent time you've eaten chopped liver? Well, so chopped liver, I'm just going to say it because, I mean, anyone who knows what I'm, anyone who knows knows what I'm just not, for, for whatever reason, not saying. Chopped liver is Jewish for pate. So if you take, do you know what pate is? No. Okay, so why am I even talking to you? Most people, I think, have some idea what Ask pate is. Ask some worldly is. person that question, not well, me. I don't know how many worldly people I have in this. Nuno, you know what pate is, right? I do. You know what chopped liver is? Yes, I'm not a fan of liver. Okay, so many people don't like it. it I, I don't know if I'd call it a delicacy because most people don't find it delicious, but it is what it is. Chopped liver is, 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 is liver, or, or and, and pate is frequently like um, made of other things, and it is... It is, it is um, what's the word ground? I'm looking for? Ground into like a, it's a dip. It's like a thick dip. And chopped liver generally is served by Jewish people with onion and a cracker. So you will take a cracker, you'll put a little bit of like a saltine cracker and you will put a little bit of chopped liver on it and you will put an onion on that and you will eat it. And candidly, it's delicious. I love it. 
the point is there is zero chance, in my opinion, that Jerry Jones has ever eaten it unless unless once he broke the fast at Robert Kraft's house. That's the only <laughs> way I can see this having happened. Did he ever break the fast? Again, the Jews in the room are laughing. No one else has any idea what I'm saying, but I'm just not going to stop because it just is what... Nuno? What I mean, Nuno? Why are the people on this show named Teixeira, Peregrine, and Hembikitis? Where, where the hell... What happened to Tannenbaum, for crying out loud? <laughs> he would be rolling right now. The point is the only way Jerry Jones has ever eaten chopped liver, in my opinion, is if he broke the fast at the Crafts house. That's it. So anyway, he thinks that uh, Dak Prescott has played really well and the defense he was facing isn't chopped liver right now. Yes or no, Bubba? I'm just putting you on the spot. Will the Cowboys win a playoff game this season? Yes or no? Yes, yes or no? Yeah, I think You're betting are. your everything you have on it. Because right now it's, they're going to start with a road game in Tampa, right? If things, or, or whoever or the whoever, champion of yeah. that division is, yes. I, I would I say yes. I say it's yes. It's either at Tampa or at someone worse currently than <laughs> right, Tampa. Or even not, not even Tom Brady. <laughs> if they lose that game, that's a fire everybody game, right? That's uh, for a sure, fire yeah. everybody. Absolutely, yeah. Sam game. Darnold? Uh, th- that, ex- exactly. That Literally, you fire everybody if you lose that game. Uh, coming up, I-, I will tell you what happened two years ago today that I'm not really thrilled about. Plus, you'll hear another thing a coach said that makes no sense whatsoever. Greeny, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So um, I'm going to change up what I was planning to do here because I just was sent something that is breaking news that is of extraordinary interest, at least to me. So if you care about the sport of golf, and I do... Perhaps the most frequently asked question amongst people as we have watched the sport be completely torn apart, literally ripped in two between the players who have remained loyal to the PGA Tour and all of the traditional uh, ways that golf has been contested and the players who have departed for the Live Golf Tour. By now, I don't feel like I need to explain what that is. Most people know. Uh, Nuno, the, the question I feel most people have asked is, 
Are they going to let the live guys continue to participate in the majors? And the first ones to make that decision are the Green Jackets at Augusta, at the Masters. And let the record show that the, uh, for those who don't know this, each of the majors are sort of run independently of the PGA Tour or of Live or of anybody else. They have their own sort of governing bodies. And there is no more, um, no governing body has more complete authority than, than the people who run Augusta National. Like, they can do whatever they want to do. And a lot of people have been dying to see what they would do. Will they allow... Mickelson, Bubba Watson, um, all the other defending former champions. For those who don't know, one of the many ways that one qualifies to play in the Masters, if you are a Masters champion, you can play for the rest of your life. Sergio Garcia, uh, it's Bubba, Sergio, uh, Charles Schwartzel. These are the names of the players who have won the Masters and then gone to live. There's two more. Uh, uh, Who is it? Uh, Dustin Johnson and Patrick Reed. Of course, of course. So, So those guys. Would they be able to play? And then there were other players who qualified, um, including Cam Smith qualified, Brooks Kepka qualified, a few of the players who were on live qualified. Nuno, I don't know if you've seen the answer yet or not. It was just sent to me. Do you think that those guys should be allowed? Do you want to see the guys who have left to go play in live? Do you want to see them play in the Masters? I do. I, I want to see that. And I want to see that drama. If I can't see Tiger on Sunday as, you know, at the top of that leaderboard, I want to see a live guy versus a PGA guy in that final group going back and forth and seeing that because that is going to be fascinating TV to me. Yeah, I, I you know, like the idea of Rory McIlroy, who's been the most outspoken of the guys who stayed, you know, going down the stretch with Johnson or Kepka or Mickelson or one of them. Well, anyway, the decision has been made, and they are going to play in the Masters. I will read you the story from our Mark Schlebaugh. Augusta National has announced that any golfer who qualified for the Masters based on its previous criteria will be invited to play in 2023, including 16 players who are currently competing in the Live Golf League. They include six past Masters champions, as we discussed, and several other players, Cam Smith, Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka, and a few others. There is, however, a very strongly worded quote from the chairman of Augusta National, who is a man named Fred Ridley. He said, Regrettably, recent actions have divided men's professional golf by diminishing the virtues of the game and the meaningful legacies of those who built it. Although we are disappointed in these developments... Our focus is to honor the tradition of bringing together a preeminent field of golfers this coming April. Therefore, as invitations are sent this week, we will invite those eligible under our current criteria to compete in the 2023 Masters. As we have said in the past, we will look at every aspect of the tournament each year and any modifications or changes to invitation criteria for future tournaments will be announced in April. So there's the answer to your question. The Live guys will be at Augusta. Mickelson, Johnson, Kepka, all the most, you know, the frontline guys. Bubba Watson is a two-time Masters champion. I'm so torn on this. And, and, and if you listen to me and you've paid attention to me for years, you know golf is my favorite sport. It is my favorite activity to partake in, and it is my favorite sport to follow, to watch. I love it. 
And what has happened to the sport this year has broken my heart. I hate it. I hate it. And it just kills me to see this thing being ripped. It's, it's like, um, it, it feels like, like vel- you know that sound that it makes when Velcro parts? You know, when something is put together, it goes like that. That's what has happened to golf. And it's, if and when it gets put back together again, it's going to take a very, very long time. And the Masters could certainly have made an extremely strong statement by not inviting those players to come. I'm not here to tell them what they should and shouldn't do, and I certainly understand Nuno's perspective that you want to see the best players and you want to see the drama. One way or another, I think it's an extremely important decision as that story continues to develop. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.